Don't let perfect be the enemy of good, they say. Well, they are wrong. While many of the Republican elites in Tennessee want to drive the party towards the middle in the name of winning, we make the case for standing firm on our conservative principles. My name is Gary Humble, and I'm in the studio alone today, bringing you the very last podcast of 2022 as we look forward to a new year. This is the Freedom Matters Podcast. I know, I know, some of you are in denial that Christmas is over. <laughs> it's, you know, it's hard to come out of the Christmas season. Christmas is such a, a great time to spend with family. I love the lights, the trees. Uh, we all know, uh, my co-host on this show, who we're missing today, uh, Kevin, loves, loves Christmas music. So um, we're, we're post-Christmas now, gearing up towards a new year. And so I thought today it's important to have this conversation because what are we looking to accomplish to the next year? I'm, I'm already looking forward uh, to legislative session, which is going to begin here in Tennessee, uh, January 10th. And as legislative session begins, I'm already thinking about all of the kerfluffle, all of the shenanigans that's going to go on uh, in these committees um, as we're coming into session. And so many really good, conservative, uh, constitutionally sound bills are going to get amended to death. And, and why are they going to get amended to death? Well, because you're trying to placate all the, the special interest groups, all of the lobbyists, all of the, the moderates, all of the campaign donors, on and on and on and on. Because at the end of the day, oftentimes, it's never about principle. It's never about defending liberty. Um, it's only about making sure we do just enough to appease those um, who may give us campaign contributions and get our votes. And then at the end of the day, in my view, the, the, real, the real meat and potatoes of what goes into legislation is making sure that all of the lobbyists and special interests are happy and making sure that even though it's the legislature's job to direct the work of the executive branch, what we see here in Tennessee is that it's the executive branch, it's the governor's office that's really driving the ship. And so these committees want to make sure that the, the folks in the governor's office and the commissioners and everyone in the administrations are happy with the legislation being passed when truly passing legislation has nothing to do with whether or not members of the executive branch are, hap are happy. The point of the, of, of the legislative process is that the people work through their elected representatives to tell the administration what they must and must not do. It is, in fact, the legislature's job to place a check on the executive, to restrain the executive from having any sort of power or ability to um, abridge or lessen the rights of individuals secured by the Constitution. But that's oftentimes not what happens. The legislative branch and the executive branch work in tandem. And sometimes when that happens, ladies and gentle gentlemen, we face tyranny. And tyranny is fast approaching. Uh, certainly, uh, from the pressures we face from the federal government. But I, I want to take a moment today, this is going to be a shorter 
podcast, and I want to read to you a commentary I wrote back in March of this year, 2022, and I titled it, Don't Let Perfect Be the Enemy of Good, They Say. Well, they are wrong. And, and I don't know if it's just me or if you've you've heard this oftentimes, you know, you maybe you're too much of an idealist, your friends tell you. You know, the world's just never going to be perfect. You're too much of an idealist. You've got to, you've got to compromise. You've got to see other points of view. You know, you need to, you need to come towards the middle. You can't be so hard right. And we, we hear this a lot, especially from the political elite, from those who run the Republican establishment here in Tennessee, most notably, uh, Bill Haslam, former governor, Bill Haslam is notorious for this kind of moderate thinking. In fact, um, it was interesting. I was listening to the the Steve Day show. I was just listening to uh, some podcasts, and uh, an advertisement came on for a new podcast called Unity Talks. And uh, Unity Talks is a podcast put put out by the Vanderbilt Project on Unity and American Democracy. And guess who is funding and sponsoring Unity Talks from Vanderbilt? Uh, you guessed it, former governor of Tennessee, Bill Haslam. And, and look, it's important. That I'm not I'm not disparaging the Haslams. I'm just it, it's just fact. It's important to note these guys are filthy rich, right? In fact, it was just reported by Forbes. Uh, they put out their list of the richest billionaires in the world, and they put out their list of the richest billionaires in the state of Tennessee. And wouldn't you know, uh, number two is Jimmy Haslam. Net worth four point nine billion, and number six is Bill Haslam. Net worth two point six billion, and so between the Haslam, uh, the Haslam family, I mean, they're, we're already at what about seven and a half billion dollars of net worth. Uh, of course, one of those Haslams, Bill, uh, coming in at number six, being a former governor, and uh, anyone who's involved in politics knows. Um, these guys fund the middle, uh, and they they fund the special interest, and uh, they love the moderates, and and their mantra is uh, that Republicans need to win. You know, it's not about principles, it's not about our values, it's not about you know representing our constitution or preserving individual liberties. It's only about making sure that Republicans hold office. And so what that leads people that have this kind of mentality to do is move things towards the middle. And in fact, I was listening to one of the podcasts and it's it's Bill Haslam. So you should go check it out. Go on Spotify, search Unity Talks, Vanderbilt Project. And you can listen to Bill Haslam talking about his mission to move the Republican Party towards the middle and seeking a, a broader coalition so that Republicans can persuade voters who are, are looking for which way to go. He, he is against energizing the base. He is against uh, you know, what President Trump, frankly, has been successful doing since 2016 in energizing the base. But this is not about President Trump or any other candidate. This is about a time in history whenever we see our country quickly fleeting before our eyes and we see our values dissipating. We we see um, generation by generation uh, through the beauty of what, uh, of what we call public education, which are nothing but centers of indoctrination for the left. And we, we're watching our, our 
conservative principles dissipate before our eyes. And instead of, of doubling down and educating these younger people and making the necessary change to make sure that we don't lose those values, people like Bill Haslam want to accommodate the loss of those values by changing the Republican Party platform and making it more moderate to come more in line with the times so that we don't lose elections. But may I suggest that with that line of thinking, all you end up with is a Republican Party full of progressives. And and if all we have is a Republican Party full of progressives, full of people who don't even believe in conservative values anymore, that, that I would ask a very valid question of what value is that party? What, what value is a Republican party bringing to the table that doesn't even have the stomach, the spine, the fortitude to push forward and fight for conservative values anymore? We're, we're just now subjecting future generations to leftist and Marxist ideology because we want to be in the middle, because we want to make sure that we win elections, because we want to make sure that our elected officials have an R by their name. I, I continue to make the case, who cares? Who, who cares that your elected official is a Republican? If, as a Republican, they are not holding firm to the values that we've always believed as Republicans, the conservative values that actually make our country work, that honor God, that understands that God is on the throne and and that God is to be honored through our system of government, that protects family values that we hold so dear, that protects our children, that fights against progressive agendas, that works for limited government and against special interests. If our Republican Party is no longer going to do that, then I've just got to say I have no use for the Republican Party. The party is only as good as the principles that it is committed to stand on. All right, so all of that said— I want to read, I'm, I'm going to finish off the podcast today by reading this article that I wrote in March of 2022, and um, I hope it means something to you, because this is, to me, this is a clarion call for every activist, for every conservative, for everyone in office that we've elected to represent conservative principles. This, these are, this is the type of thing that we should expect and we should fight for coming into 2023. Don't let perfect be the enemy of good, they say. Well, they are wrong. Since I began Tennessee Stands nearing two years ago, feels like a lifetime ago, we have held strong to one of our core principles, constitutional integrity. What does that mean exactly? Well, I will elaborate a bit. We support ideals and possible legislation that align with the core principles and intentions of our U.S. Constitution and the Constitution of the state of Tennessee. Why? Because these documents are literally the voice 
and will of the people. The moment we stray to the left or to the right, we no longer have a we the people. We just have a we the government. These guideposts must remain firm because it is the only way to resist the constant force of tyranny of the majority or the will of whoever holds the keys of power at any given moment. This type of tyranny, by the way, was a real issue under the previous Articles of Confederation and one of the motivating factors for pinning the Constitution and setting guardrails in place via a central government. Most of us who have eyes to see and ears to hear realize by now how far astray we've gone from our founding principles in terms of the size and scope of government. The lie of separation of church and state, a deeper discussion for another time, separation of powers, self-governance, and the list goes on. Especially over the past two years, we have seen government seize power in such a way that many of us never dreamed was possible in America, much less Tennessee. So when it comes to legislation as it makes its way through the General Assembly, we pay attention because the words on the pages matter and the unintended consequences of the passage of everything that makes its way to the governor's desk haunt my thoughts. I never want that sinking feeling of, oh God, what have we done? My purpose and mission and what we support legislatively will always be to hold to a few non-negotiable standards, and those are... Number one, that we do not enlarge the purpose and powers of the government. Number two, that we do not infringe upon or in any way abridge the constitutionally secured rights of individuals. Number three, that we honor God and his role in government by never assuming that he is not in control or by disparaging those God-given and therefore unalienable rights. Number four, that we hold to our values and the moral fiber woven throughout Tennessee to protect the interests of families and the sanctity of life. And number five, that we never give a foothold to tyranny. Outside interests are powers that seek to undermine the integrity of our Constitution, our state sovereignty, and our ability to self-govern. With every piece of legislation that we put before our elected body, these principles are at risk. Therefore, we do so with caution and intentionality. I have become aware of a subtlety that exists, or dare I say, is pervasive throughout our conservative circles here in Tennessee. It has been brought to my attention that I I am too much of an idealist. I demand perfection. And my high regard for what ought to be is going to possibly destroy our opportunity to get what we can. Gary, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. Have you ever heard that before? In political circles, I am told that the proper way to get things done is just to take one bite at a time. In each session, just take what you can get because you can always come back and fix it next year and do just a little bit more. Do do not worry that we may have missed the mark this year or perhaps created some small issue, we can always come back next year. Each legislative session is an opportunity to build on to our prior accomplishments. When someone expresses those sentiments to me, let me tell you what my ears hear. I don't really believe that our government draws its legitimacy legitimacy from our consent. At the end of the day, 
Those who are elected hold the keys, and if we push too hard, perhaps our efforts towards liberty will be thwarted. So we must take what we can get from our masters. We understand that liberty is only given just a little at a time. And if we upset the apple cart, perhaps we will lose our seat at the table. So we must play according to their rules. (laughs) I want to ask a simple question. How's this been working out for you? Conservatives have been operating according to these principles for quite some time, decades. And look around you. What has our compliance produced? Where is the fruit? Has it preserved liberty? Or, Or has the needle moved towards tyranny and a government unrepresentative of where we first began? It is truly amazing to me how many activists and organizations that began with a fire towards the fight to push back are quickly taught to do what we have always done, settle. And their ability to influence is quickly subdued until they become nothing more than a part of the system, capitulating to those in power as to convince others, as well as themselves, that they have some measure of influence. In truth, they simply have been tamed into obedience. A friend of mine often uses a quote from the book Democracy in America by Alexis de Tocqueville that I have gone back to many, many times. If the lights that guide us ever go out, they will fade little by little as if of their own accord. Confining ourselves to practice, we may lose sight of basic principles, and when these have been entirely forgotten, we may apply the methods derived from them badly. We might be left without the capacity to invent new methods and only able to make a clumsy and an unintelligent use of wise procedures no longer understood. Ladies and gentlemen, this to me is the crux of our issue now. We have forgotten the basic principles that our founders hold so dear. And without that firm foundation, we continue to build with tools that we no longer understand. And the outcomes of our efforts made with good intentions are nothing but the underpinnings of a future where we will have all but forgotten the past, a future with an identity we will no longer recognize. If you are a follower of Christ, here is a truth that you ought not to ignore. Your command is to obey, do what is right, and always hold firm to the truth no matter the circumstances. In every arena, including the halls of our legislature, our job is never to control outcomes. That job is forever and always his. We should not give an inch. We never compromise. We hold to the standard, and then we wait on God. Please hear me. Your striving and your positioning will get you nowhere. So to those who still have the will to stand, let me challenge you. Stand now. That's the end of that commentary, and I thank you for taking the time to listen uh, 
to this podcast and to that commentary, I, I do believe, I really do believe with all of my heart that this may be the seminal challenge for all of us coming into 2023 and the time that follows as long as the Lord should tarry. Look, if you listen to this podcast and you follow Tennessee Stands, most of you, I know that you stand with me on this, but I want to continue to exhort you. Do not falter. Do not waver. Do not move to the left or to the right, but stand firm. And despite the calls to be more moderate, despite the calls to appease, you know, those in the middle because we just have to win elections, I caution you, this is never about winning elections. It's really about putting people in office who believe and are willing to stand firm on these principles. That's the win. It's not about party politics. It's not about placating to the middle. We have to win this battle of the ages. We have to win these arguments, and we have to hold firm. So let me challenge you as we come into this next year in 2023. Don't let up. This is not the time to get comfortable and, oh, well, I'm not getting from, from fired from my job because I didn't take a shot. My kids aren't having to wear masks in schools. Every, everything's okay. You know, the economy is going to come back. Everything's going to be fine. You know, we're going we're gonna to fix the White House in 2024 and everything will be okay. We'll, we'll win the Senate eventually, you know, and Congress will do. Listen, no one from the federal government is coming to save you. Hear me. We have to hold the line here in Tennessee, and that's my challenge to you. So don't let up on the phones. Don't let up on your emails to your legislators. Don't let up on your activism. Don't let up on your passion to serve and volunteer for those folks who are putting themselves on the line to run for office and to defend liberty at all costs. This is what we have to do now. This is an enduring task. This is what self-governance is. It means you never give up. You never let up the fight. You never stop working. You you don't work and volunteer just because things are hurting. No, self-governance means that this is always our role. Being involved in legislative activities and in elections is our role always from here on out. It always should have been. And that's the point. Thank you for such a great year um, of joining us on this podcast. I'm excited to be back with Kevin uh, coming up in January. And uh, I think next year is going to be a great year, and there's so much to talk about. So stick around. Uh, tell folks to follow us and subscribe. Please, uh, you know, hey, give us, a, give us a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next year. If you'd like to learn more about Tennessee Stands, visit TennesseeStands.org to donate, volunteer, or get more information about what we're doing to preserve liberty for the people of Tennessee. You can also follow along on all social platforms at Tennessee Stands. As Thomas Paine reminded us, those who expect to reap the blessings of freedom must, like men, undergo the fatigue of supporting it. <laughs>